Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Sports has always been instrumental in voicing a political point of view. There have been moments like Jesse Owens in Berlin, Ali at the draft, John Carlos and Tommy Smith in 68, the battle of sexes with Billie Jean King, the hoodie for Trayvon, I Can't Breathe for Eric Garner. All of that, and this is why Kaepernick nil. In this world of sports, there's no bigger stage. We play for keeps, we play for the love of the game, and we play for a brighter tomorrow. Today, we stand up for the injustice of George Floyd, who was murdered by four white police officers. So today on Baseline, we're going to take a hard look at what's going on in America today. From the coronavirus, to the unemployment numbers, to American citizens being murdered in our own backyard. We're going to use our platform for good, and we're going to try to bring some peace to the whole situation. So put on some headphones, make sure you subscribe and like us, and of course share with your friends. I'm your host Parday, and this is Baseline. Let's go. Yo, 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 yo. What's up, L.A.? This is Part A. I'm here with Scott Kaufman. We are talking about the L.A. uprisings post-COVID, during COVID, and um, we're just going to talk. We're just going to wrap. So hang on, sit tight, and let's get into it. I was driving here um, on Ventura Boulevard. Uh, I live by by Universal Studios. I'm not going to give you exactly where because I don't want any of sure. your million followers <laughs> to know where I live because I think it's really my my safety. I, you know, it, it's a wild time in LA. You know, they, they don't want you don't want them to find them. Um, <laughs> no, but I drove on Ventura Boulevard because I I had heard there was looting and it was getting a little crazy. I heard um, in Van Nuys right now there's a protest going on uh, at the courthouse. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had heard there was looting in Tarzana and Encino last night. So I drove on Ventura. I was late getting here. I apologize for that. Oh, good. Um, I'm never late. It's a, it's a thing of mine. <laughs> but I, I felt like I felt like it was it was research. Yeah, for this moment. Absolutely. Um, so Scott, tell everybody. Your background, your nationality. So I'm a, I'm a, I grew up Jewish. I'm a white guy. Uh, I would say upper middle class, relatively privileged, um, self-made in all ways. Uh, I was laid off during uh, COVID. I, I, I historically have been in the car business. Um, I ran the largest department in I think the Los Angeles I was I was part of a team that was the number one Audi salesman in the world for many years and so for me you know even though my name is Parday I am a black man I identify as a black man 
But I grew up on the south side of Chicago. I am definitely a product of the south side. Um, in Chicago, there are there's black and then there's white. There's north side, south side. And so I grew up through a lens of seeing race completely different than you probably have. My, and my family, we're not well-to-do. I mean, we're middle class at best. Although I have been fortunate enough to, I am college educated. I did graduate with a degree. Uh, I work in, a entertain, in the entertainment industry. I'm a writer. Um, so I do not have that typical blue-collar background um, that many of my counterparts may have. And I'm able to mix with a bunch of different people because and I've lived in every major city, Chicago, Miami, Atlanta, New York, um, California, um, and Amsterdam. So I, I've, I've seen the whole spectrum and I've experienced racism on a bunch of different levels. When I grew up, I can remember the first time being afraid of the police. I was maybe five years old walking with my uncles who are uh, notorious gangbangers in Chicago, walking down 71st Street and hearing the siren just whip past. And I'm thinking, they're about to take us to jail. They're about to kill us. I'm in danger. I never felt, I, I've always felt threatened by police. I've never, uh, all were, well, not all. Most were because of my call it poor behavior. Um, I, I, I'm, I was an asshole when I was younger. <laughs> uh, one time I got thrown in jail, and it was definitely not for good reason. Uh, it was a failure to appear, and we ha we were actually feeding a homeless guy. I lived in Denver, okay. And they checked my they checked our IDs because apparently someone had been beating up homeless guys in Denver. It wasn't us. And I had this failure to appear. I had a warrant, a bench warrant. So I spent the night in jail there. I was, I don't know, 19 or 20 years old. And, you know, I was never scared, like, physically. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, shit, you know, this failure to appear, they're going to throw me in jail for a month or whatever. Well, you know, I was in jail for eight hours. It was the worst, you know, it was awful. Um, you know, then I got a DUI. Uh, again, I wasn't scared. Yeah. Um, and any time I've, run, I've had run-ins with the police, it's always been a very respectful situation. I worked, uh, I worked in not, not the greatest neighborhood uh, downtown uh, at the car dealership, and there were some stuff. I mean, things happened there. Right. Pretty regularly. Yeah. Um, well, downtown Los Angeles is just now becoming, turning over, becoming gentrified, becoming a place that people can feel... Um, comfortable walking and it's taking still families. Shady. It's still shady. Yeah. I mean, further south, you go closer to SC. Oh, that's pretty scary. Yeah. Like, and it's not. See, that's the thing is, it's not scary because of color. It's scary because of quality of person. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's where shit gets gets blurred. It gets really blurred. Uh, I think it's about levels of consciousness, and it's about it's about. You know, first of all, you're not your body, you're not your color, you're not your race. Mm -hmm. You are inhabiting a vessel. suit, yeah. a vessel, and and you and then your take your your soul can take on attributes of that of that meat suit. That's real because mm -hmm. you're experiencing it through your ego, which is which is 
how you understand that you begin and you end. Yes. Right. Yeah. So, so your state of consciousness changes based on the tools that you're given. But that's not you. Mm-hmm. You know, you know who the you is when you when you meditate and everything falls away. When you work out to to complete exhaustion and everything falls away. If you do uh, psychedelics and you're and everything falls away. Now you meet you. Yeah, absolutely. And you isn't, it isn't a black man. It's just you. I tell people all the time that race isn't real. Race is a thing that was manufactured in like the 1400s, okay? Racism is 1,000% real. It's hard to even think about ending racism. No one person, no five people in a room can agree on what racism is. You might say racism is a disproportion of wealth or a whatever it is, we're all we're all gonna have our own definition of what it is, and that's a reason why we can't solve it. This is a tricky thing that I'm gonna say and 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 it could get misunderstood, but I'm saying anyway because fuck it. Fuck it. So I don't think the goal can be to eradicate racism. Okay. I think the goal has to be way past that. Yes. Kind of like, kind of like this. If you're driving and you run over a snail with your car, mm-hmm. your goal wasn't to run over the snail. The snail was in the way of something else. Okay. We need to be focused on something bigger else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 therefore leaving racism powerless, leaving race powerless. Mm-hmm. Because look, for if there were no people of color, if everybody was white, okay, yeah. they would find that people with blue eyes were were more valuable than people right. with brown eyes, right. and then there would be that racism. Right. It has nothing to do with the color of your skin. It has to do merely because there's more white people than black people here. In America. In America and in, and in, in England, in, the places, in, in these places. There's more money that's been distributed to the white people for whatever reason. And the platforms, here's where it gets, here's where it really happens. The platforms, okay. the president, the leaders, okay, have been dog whistling for so long. For so long. For so long. And people not having discernment and not not say, not standing up to, this is again, this is just my opinion. The guy who stands on the sideline watching the other guy get beat up, mm-hmm. in my opinion, all it takes is a, hey, we're watching. And, and that's you don't why they have say, to go break it up. That's right. That's why they say that the, the people that are most silent are just are as much of the problem. I, I mean, you know, it's hard to disagree with that. Eric Garner, Michael Brown, Laquan McDonald, Tamir Rice, Sandra Bland. Darius Stewart, Peterson Brown, India Lager, Jamal Clark, Peter Gaines, Kevin Hicks, Brianna Taylor, and George Floyd. Black Lives Matter, stop the killing. All right, so we are just coming off a week of protests and uprising, uh, trying to combat the injustice and the murder of George Floyd, a black man who was killed by four police officers for about, I thought it was 48 hours, but could be longer of the protest. Started Friday, 
I think it's stuff. I think it's stuff. So I think that the, I think the groundswell started that day. See, the thing about the thing about social media, now, social media is a tricky thing. It's fucking way tricky. Way tricky because it's the, the Twitter is the mat is 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 the world discourse. It's the conversation. Absolutely, and it's where I go to Twitter. And like if you told me something, if you say a part eight, Jordan just hit a fact check. Boom. Boom. I'm going to Twitter to see if it's real or not. Mm-hmm. I want it because I know that happens almost real time. It's it's it almost it's almost happened before it happened. It's <laughs> fucking and, and and what's really crazy is how many people now I, I, I feel like I'm a relatively intelligent guy. Yeah. How many people have a fucking monumental take on something that happened twenty seconds ago? Oh my god. Is shocking oh my to god. me. Oh my god! How are you okay. that well fucking thought out? How, How are, you? are you that well thought out? Or or have you or have you been waiting for this your whole life? <laughs> I swear to God, I look at these fucking people on Twitter, and, and they have the perfect caption already. Oh, always in, in a second, in a split second, and the next thing is a meme. So that, so to match it. So do you follow uh, Rex Chapman? Yes, like, yes. He was an average basketball player. Yes, average, right? Average. Average. University of Kentucky. Fucking white guy. Could dunk backwards. He but might not made to the pros. He might be the world's greatest player. And is is that really the basketball player? I know no, it's, it's his name. It's him. Well, he's funny as shit. He's just full on point, and he's real. He's honest. He's got I, apparently he's got a, he's had a drug problem in the past. Yeah. And and, and, and like this, this is he's not flawed. Even, he's a flawed character. This is not even a shout out. This is just me saying, holy shit. <laughs> Fucking guys on point. On point. All the time. Knows how to take the piss out of things. Yeah. You know, we're sitting here and we're all freaked out about fucking... We, cor- uh, look, co- this co- is this year. For me. Okay. <laughs> There's Kobe. Uh, Kobe was this year. Yeah. January 26th, my daughter's birthday. Oh, even better. Yeah. Even better. Yeah. Keep going. So it was Kobe. Then what, what, what came after? Oh, wait. When did Russia end? Did Russia end this year? Was the impeachment was this year? Impeachment. There was threats of war with World War Three with uh, Korea. Well, Korea, right? Um, there was Kobe. Uh, the impeachment. We said the impeachment, right? Um, what was right what, before COVID? There was something right before COVID. I don't know. COVID hit March. COVID hit January. We found Rick out about it in March. Remember Rick? Yeah, Rick had Rick had it. Yeah. yeah, so that was in January. Yeah. Um, but it came national news. <laughs> now there's this. <laughs> We're just in the... Oh, ju- wait, murder hornets. The murder hornets. <laughs> <laughs> wait, apparently in the Middle East, I don't know if this is true, apparently in the Middle East, it's the largest locust infant- oh, yeah. infestation since, like, the Bible. It's in every... Thing has happened from the Bible. Right. Uh, so California had crazy fires. When, when are the floods? Oh, Australia. Uh, floods. Australia. Yeah. Australia almost what, a half a billion animals died in Australia. Yeah. Right. Right. Hurricane season just started, and there's already been three, two or three named storms before hurricane season even started. Getting the message, people. Yeah. It's time to. It's time to change what the fuck we've been doing. We're doing it wrong. And by the way, everybody wants to get back to normal. Right. What's normal? What the fuck is normal? Let's talk about normal. So have you done anything? Have you done have you done or learned anything that you're taking with you 
that needs to change, or or that has or you've already made a change. I think I've already made a a change. What I what I have done a lot more is that my family has come together. We've spent more quality time together. Obviously, we've been cooped up with each other, but we made conscious efforts to watch movies. We played cards together. We wouldn't have done that pre the coronavirus, right? Um, we have more conversation. We talk about things. We, you know, I, again, talking to my, ten, I have a 10-year-old, I have a 14-year-old, and we talk about the world today, how it affects, you know, black Americans, how, you know, the importance of, you know, when you're dating, you need to have somebody in this, they don't have to be the same race. They have to be the same conscious as you. Do you think that, do you think that bringing race into the conversation in a world that we're trying to see past race, do you, do you see that the, the, the pluses and the minuses of that? I do. It, it, and it's a, that, again, is tricky, right? So we worked super hard for everybody to see beyond our skin tone and complexion. We worked really hard. You know, you, you would have, you know, in the 90s, you'd say, people would say, I don't see race. That's bullshit, right? You know, and if you don't see me as a black man, I feel slighted. I got a bunch of shit going that I carry a bunch of baggage because of that. It's instinct, right? Prejudice also can help. It's a it's a tool for life to preserve your life. You see somebody walking across the street that looks threatening, you better prejudge that motherfucker or you're going to get killed. Well, right? You, you need to... Some, prejudge is an interesting word, but you need to... There's something that needs to happen. Yeah. You have to be... So, it, so that's a characteristic of self-preservation. Sure. Using, using that as a thing that uh, focus hate, that, that brings up conjures hatred, mm-hmm. that's another thing. We are people. We have different backgrounds, and it's important that we understand one another and treat each other as unique. I think it's great that we have unique backgrounds and things like that. I don't want somebody who's just like me. I want a compliment. You know, I want somebody who understands and we speak the same language. But if I, if you, we're exactly alike, that's a little boring. There's nothing mysterious. There's nothing controversial. Um, so I think I tell I tell my kids or we teach our kids that you have to understand people are people and you have to be able to find a connection with them, whatever it is. And I think that's the important part. Right. So, so it's acknowledging the things that are different and then trying to find and then trying uh, with the understanding that uh, this is what I'm hearing you say, the understanding that we all have so many things in common because we're human Mm -hmm. and the things that separate us as simple as the color of skin, the color of eyes, the color of hair, I mean, maybe there was a time when people were were prejudiced against because they were bald. Maybe, maybe, yeah. You know, we don't know. Like, and, and we were talking about with the eyes. Like, it, if 
I don't know, was this on the last recording? <laughs> if, <laughs> if everybody was the same color, would we find some other shit to be prejudiced against, like tall people, eye color, sure, some other thing? Also, and this is something that this is something that I'd like to talk about because I don't necessarily really understand how this happens. Is it color of skin? Is it culture? Uh, is it the different reaction to the same uh, stimulus? So, so. How much is it about actually just the color of the skin, or how much is it about what the media is representing, or what, or what television and movies are representing, yeah. or what, or one of what they said was the greatest movies for black people or television shows was Roots. Did you see Roots? Yeah, of course. So Root. So I, I didn't see it that way. As being a cultural, I didn't see it as some great thing. Okay, I, I I saw it as I saw it as unfair to black people because because um, I I just don't think it I don't think the media has enough about like the actual discussions that go on in the home. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was I was thinking today. Uh, I think it should be. Demanded of every person in the world right now, mm-hmm. go home and watch um, the Spike Lee movie from '89. Do the right thing. Do the right thing. Yes. That is, it's 31 years ago. It's th- and literally now, 31 years on a planetary scale is not a lot of time. Not a lot of time. In the way that we see time and space, it's a long fucking time. Yeah. Zero has changed. Yeah. Zero. 31 years. Literally, that's the movie that just happened. Same thing. Same shit. That's it. Same and thing. The, and the riot and the same thing. Same thing. But when Spike Lee, Spike Lee has the nuanced conversations, like the one between the racist and the black guy. Yeah. yeah. And that's an interesting conversation. He says, he tells, if you don't know the movie, Spike Lee is having a conversation with the young, with the older brother. And they're in Sal's pizza pizzeria. Sal's shop. famous. Sal's famous. Hey Sal's, getting some more cheese on this month. On that motherfucker. <laughs> favorite basketball player? Magic Johnson. Who's your favorite movie star? Eddie Murphy. Who's your favorite rock star? Prince. You're a Prince Morris. Bruce. Prince. Bruce. Pino, all you ever talk about is nigga this and nigga that. And all your favorite people are so-called niggas. It's different. Magic, Eddie, Prince. I'm not niggas. I mean, they're not black. I mean, let me explain myself. They're, they're not really black. I'm, I mean, they're black, but they're not really black. They're, they're more than black. It's, it's, it's different. It's different. Yeah, to me, it's, it's different. <laughs> they're not really black. <coughs> and we're kind of there. We are fucking here. It, it's funny. So, again, we're in the middle of this uprising, in the middle of a pandemic. And I am getting calls from all of my white friends to say, hey, Part A, are you all right? Hey, Part A, I really feel bad being a white person. Hey, Part A. And I'm getting these calls, and I'm like, 
<laughs> I'm, I'm appreciative, but I'm also like, why, why now? Why just, why are we having this conversation now? That's, that's, well, that's why you and I are having this podcast. Yeah. Is to have the conversation. Yeah. Is to have the one. Yeah. I mean, I think it's important because, again, if it's, if we, if we're not going to defeat racism, we're not. We, we're, we're not. We're not. What's the long game right. for humanity? Right. right? And I think the difference of these movements and these uprisings that we're having or experiencing now shows a, a camaraderie because the difference of this versus the Rodney King, there's white and black and all kind of races coming together, coming together and protesting for the injustice. And that's the reason why, for the first time in Los Angeles history, riots have gone past the 10. Did you know that? This is the first time. Oh, they got north. Yeah. Really? What was well, okay, Watts so riots? Watts, Watts, Watts. Then you had, you know, South Central, and now you're having all of Los Angeles. Well, you're having the whole country. The whole country. Yeah. And and also out, out of the country. And yeah, people are England and Germany, which is which is fantastic. If as long as look, if you're protesting, it's great. Yeah. And also, I think it needs to be really clear: the people that are rioting, for the most part, are insurgents. So there are these there are groups. So there's a there's a group of white supremacists. Do you know about what's going on in Portland? I haven't heard anything about Portland. Okay, so there's this thing in Portland that, that I don't know how, how this isn't the craziest news ever. So there's a group in Portland called Antifa. Right, right. And then there's a, a group. Uh, I think it's the white or the, the 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 good old boys or the white boys or or something. They're the white supremacists. Okay. Okay. And. Basically, what they do—it's the weirdest thing. It's like—it's like—it's like the infancy of a civil war that they're trying to create. They're trying to create this groundswell. So, so what they do is one guy will go and and protest against Trump, right? Because by all accounts, Trump's a white supremacist. By all accounts, or maybe not a white supremacist. Maybe he's a white nationalist. I—he's he, something. We know. Okay, we do know that the sitting president of the United States. Donald J. Trump, his father was in the Ku Klux Klan. Right. We do know that for a fact. Right. We also know that the things that he preaches and uses the dog whistle are from a lot of white supremacists. Right. They sound familiar. And, and look, we can sit here and we can deny it, we can debate it, we can do all the things. The fact of the matter is, is when you look at the record, when you look at what's gone on on paper, when you look at the lawsuits, when you look at all of it, it tells a story, um, again, because we're living in 1984 and, and they're telling us not to believe what we see or what we read, there are people, and there are, like, it's really fucking weird when I hear really, really smart people spouting off about 5G and how yeah. that and the and then Bill Gates now is is a thing. Yeah, George Soros, by the way, is responsible for all of this. In case you didn't know, and like I'm hearing from really, really, like really, and 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 it's like they're hypnotized. It's like, I, yeah, I don't get it. Like they're giving bad acid out. On the- <laughs> <laughs> it's really fucking weird. But what were we ta- were we talking about? The oh Antifa. Yeah. So so they go and they protest. Uh, Trump, or right. they protest, you know, the the, the 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 babies at the border. I mean, look, 
It's PCU also. You can find something to protest. Sure, absolutely. Then the white supremacist group comes in on the other side of the street. <laughs> Wait, so the Antifa guys, these fucking idiots, will throw like milk uh, at the white at the white supremacist guys, and the white supremacist guys like, look, I, Antifa guys, you're badasses. Okay, but the other guys, yeah, they got fucking AKs and and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the left wing guys are playing with rocks, and the right wing guys are playing with machine guns. Yeah, they're playing so, for life. Yeah, so like Antifa, go home. It's not. It's not worth it. Right. It's not worth. It's not worth creating this groundswell for anarchy, which once you have it. You're definitely not going to want it because look, somebody's going to keep them from fucking stealing your milk that you're trying to throw at them while they're standing in front of your house with a fucking machine gun, idiot. Yeah. So, yeah. but that's just my take on that. But so, so these guys, so these riots start, <laughs> and and these fucking idiots, they drive from from the northwest. It's all the northwest, you know, okay. Seattle, right, right. And they drive in these, but, but like all of these guys, so the white supremacists and the Antifa guys. And they and and people are peacefully protesting, and they go in and, and they like, mix in. Let's get crazy. Yep. And they'll start throwing like like uh, fireworks at the police. They fire they throw fires at the cops. It's insane. Hello? It's insane. It's insane. Um. And it's to detract from what's really going on. And what's really going on is a man was murdered mm-hmm. for zero. Do you hear? Hear what? He tried to pass off. A fake twenty dollar bill. He didn't. I don't even know if he knew it was a fake twenty dollar bill. We don't know. He tried to pass off a fake twenty dollar bill, and now he's dead. It's it's sad. It's sad. It's that. I mean, and by the way, that was you had his death. You. I mean, there's. Every every week, it's like a new situation, a death, murder, that is unjustified. Yo, what's up? This is Parday. I'm your host of Baseline. Protesters in L.A. blocked the downtown 101 freeway. 40 people were arrested during a protest in New York City. In Minneapolis... The National Guard moved in as a local police station burned. The anger is over a pattern of police brutality and centuries of inequality turned into headlines yet again because of the death of one man. George Floyd was 46 years old when police handcuffed and pinned him down after, according to officers, he physically resisted. Police have a fucking tough job. It's a tough job. You're basically a walking target, okay? But they get they get paid a lot of money. They get they should have training. They need better. You know, I'm not saying the police are not are not uh, just you know necessary. I think we need police. We don't need bad police. And it's like the Chris Rock stand up. Oh, just one bad apple. But if you have one bad apple in a fucking plane. Who just crashed every once in a while? You'd be like, "Fuck that! We need better fucking pilots." It also infects the other apple. Absolutely, that's tricky. Like, so you and I have a mutual friend, uh, Rick, mm-hmm. and Rick, by all accounts, is 
the varsity quarterback that there is. Yeah. He's a great guy. Great guy. If he wasn't, and he still garnered that kind of magnetism that that people want to be around him, but yes. he had bad intentions, people would follow his bad intentions. Absolutely. So if somebody who is a leader, a natural leader, you or I, we, we, I, I most people would say we're that one. Right, right. If, if, if we had bad intentions, people would follow us in our Even bad intentions. Just still, yeah, absolutely. They didn't start that way. Yeah. This goes to the Trump thing. He, yeah, he's, well, he has definitely ignited those attitudes and behaviors. What do you think it is? Do you think it's just this narcissism? Or do you think, do you think he actually thinks about, and because I don't think he thinks about anything. <laughs> I think he's just, I think he's, first of all, I think he's a stand-up comedian. He's, he is a showman. He's Barnum and Bailey for sure. The whole thing. Yeah. P.T. Barnum. And, and, and I don't think he has one clue as to what he's doing. <sighs> he, I, I think he has these instincts that were put, you know, familial instincts, we'll call them. Um, I don't even know that he over, like, I don't know that it cro- crosses his, I don't think he thinks that big. He probably doesn't, and, you know, look, most presidents, right, have a cabinet or have their their men that are feeding them information. I don't think he's any different. I think there's, you know, whether it's, uh, you know what I'm talking about, Mitch McConnell. Whether it's him, there, he has some people behind him that have somewhat of his ear, right? He's got to listen to somebody. This isn't all on his own. He's not... That's smart. Yeah, but then you think about like I think so. I think about I think about the right wing agenda. It's a deep one. Let's hear your your take. Well, I I I it's it's interesting to me because I on its face I believe a lot. Of it. I believe that 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 if given an equal platform, mm-hmm. you should have to go out and fucking earn it. Yes. Yeah. I don't believe in a handout. Okay. Um. I've. Again, this is coming from somebody who who started at the at the starting line. Right, right. And this is coming from somebody who, despite having uh, having come from, it's not. I didn't come from any money. My, my my dad when my dad died, he left me like twenty grand. Okay. I don't I don't see that as big. Sure. My grandmother died and, and left a little bit more. However, I didn't. I wasn't given anything. Right, right. I wasn't a thing. But I went out and I fucking earned it. Mm-hmm. And I pay a lot of taxes. And I don't get anything back for my taxes, usually. Okay. I don't. I don't feel it. Like I feel like here's what here's what I see out of my forty, out of my fifty percent. Uh, the police. Yep. The fire. The trash, but that's a different tax. Okay. Okay. Social Security is its own tax. That doesn't count. And that doesn't exist, for sure. Well, <laughs> we'll see. Um, the streets where I live are fucking garbage. Trash. Right. Sorry, I don't Which live. is also a tax. Right. Yeah. So that's, 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 no, this is, all, this is all my taxes. Yeah. Um, federally, what, 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 do we, what do we get? Protection from our enemies. But but okay, but, but here we are. Like we're stoking fights with China. We're stoking fights with Korea. Yep. So so I'm paying. So I'm paying 
however much I'm paying. Mm-hmm. Trump had a tax cut. I didn't get I paid more. I paid more that year than I did the year before. Because he took away he took away the tax write-off on the state taxes and took away the mortgage. Yep. Um, all, and all these things. So, I, so should I? Do I think I should be paying less in taxes because I because I make more money than the average person? I don't know. I'm happy to pay taxes. Give me. Get, if you give me a breakdown, like I have to give you a, when I pay my taxes, mm-hmm. I have to give you a breakdown. Yes. The government. Yes. So I'd like a breakdown of where my where my taxes go. Well, it was funny that you know one of the things that the conservatives would say is that we need our businesses not to pay taxes, right? Because they're helping supply the economy. Okay, so I'm a guy who worked for a, a public company. I made. I made more money than I think 97% of the people in the in the whole company. Okay? Yes. I was laid off. I get unemployment. I can't go can't go look for a job right now because we're in the middle of a pandemic and yeah. we're in the middle of burning burning <laughs> our own building down. Okay? So let's just say so and I'm making and my unemployment is less than 10%. Of your earnings. Of, of what my earnings were before, and now I'm making zero, zero other than other than the 10% less taxes. I'm paying taxes on, this is money in the Social Security Fund. I'm paying taxes on money that I put in there. That you earned and then put in I there. I put it in there. Yeah. Because I paid, I paid. And you're not getting any of that back. No, probably not. Okay, so so that I've got issues about. Yeah. Then, then the thing about the border. So, I don't believe in open border. Okay. Um. I also don't believe in kids in cages. Don't believe in that either? However, there is a however here. The cartels will plant kids on on their mules to get their mules through. Oh, of course. And then they separate the kids. So there's a real major stressor on the border people. Mm -hmm. And what do you do? Yeah, that's a very complicated situation. So, So... so the left-wing media is pushing the baby separation. There's another side to that story. Of course. And so, so in, in looking at the right-wing agenda, which, which is hard for me to do because a lot of it is incredibly heartless. Mm-hmm. But it's also, by all accounts, kind of impossible. It's a challenge. It is. I don't think it's impossible. It is very challenging. I'm sure that there are some things that can be done, right? I think there is a bigger agenda for this current this current regime that has to do with the infiltration of like Russia. That's that that that. How not everybody in this country can see that that that's going on is. Is so weird to me. But it's it, so weird, and it's like it's they've been infiltrating the United States since McCarthyism, which is another thing that you know that's fucking literally replaying itself out. Mm-hmm. You know, you have the person that's in control using the media, using the his dog whistle, using these savvy, you know, media tactics to get the uh, the people on his side, 
And meanwhile, you're playing into this whole underbelly to kind of erode the American system. And I, I do not see how people don't get that, 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 that this is happening. And you have like these, you know, you call them neo-Nazis, you call them white supremacists who are supposed to be America first, yet they're being fucking played by Russia. Look, the whole the whole thing is it's so crazy, and I've had this conversation with with pretty staunch conservatives who I really who I really have a good relationship with. Okay. So first of all, that's a really weird situation too because everything's so polarized. Um, I have people who I love dearly who have who, who I feel are like hypnotized somehow. And they feel I'm hypnotized somehow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It either both sides are are completely but unwilling. I'm not hard left. I'm I'm middle left. I feel like I'm just open. I think both parties have major flaws. That's the left, the left are a bunch of self-righteous little bitches. And I mean that with all due <laughs> respect. But holy shit, people. I, th- I think they're a bunch of pussies. They won't stand up and fucking fight. They because, will... that, because by their de- by their definition, that makes them right wing. Yeah, and I think you gotta fucking fight for what you want. Dude, it's you know? crazy. Because to our, you know, the new thing in America are the Karens and the Beckys. It's the same thing. It's the same shit. There's a Becky? Yeah. I don't know right there. <laughs> so, Who's a, what's you, a Becky? Well, Becky's just a white chick. Oh. But you have the, you know, so now you have... Karen is another name for a quality control manager. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's where we should end the podcast today. And, yo, it's a lot going on. This is This is America. A lot of fucking shit happening. We're only in June, and there's a big ass election in November. Big one. Um, so you got five months, and the Bunker Boys are gonna be back out. Dude, it's gonna be, it's gonna be fucking wild. Can you imagine if Trump loses? What's he's, gonna happen between November and January? No, he's not gonna get out. Of the, I already said it. I, already, I called that he's not getting out, y'all. This fucking ass jail. No, fuck it. Can't do it. All right. This is part A. It's Scott. All right. We'll talk to you guys soon. Peace. Peace. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. Experience the empowering feeling of the Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Get $750 cash towards the lease of our 2024 NX350 all-wheel drive. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Call 1-800-USA-LEXUS for important lease cash offer and pricing details. Restrictions apply. Not all customers will qualify. Offer available in the Lexus Eastern area and it's April 1st, 2024.